the one breath and the one awareness. There's not two awarenesses and and there's not two witnesses. I really got stumped on this for a long time, like 20 years. I think because Buddhism teaches about the witness, I thought it was my witness. And then I was, there was a me practicing the witness. And then a little while ago, I I realized maybe a year and a half ago or so, I realized there's not two witnesses. There's only one witness. There's only one awareness and it's not mine. So the same as we're being breathed, we're being aware. So you can bring it to that too, Louise. Like, oh, there's only one awareness and it's doing you. It's doing all of us right now as we're looking. I mean, yeah, you have your character, the conditioning of your character, your thoughts, your feelings that kind of filter the one awareness. But there's only one awareness coming through all of us. And sometimes you've heard Ajashanti, who I know you follow. He says, what's looking out of your eyes? Not the you, not your conditioning, not your story, but what's what the essence of what's looking out of your eyes. And that's a great practice, just that empty looking. And again, that's that slide I showed with the eye, the eye, this eye, rather than the eye, the me eye. So you're just looking with this one awareness as you. And then eventually you you vanish. I mean, David said that his t- teachings are going to be on vanishing. He goes, You're, are you ready to vanish? He told me. <laughs> so the, the, your story just, and there's just this one eye, the one awareness. And a third thing to mention, Louise, that Byron Katie does, um, I don't know if she does it as a practice, but she refers to herself often in the third person because she's just seeing her character. Oh, the character's doing this. And in fact, when um, someone put a gun in her stomach, when she was in a, she was in a mugging and she thought she was going to die. And she said, Oh, I wonder if this is how she dies. <laughs> so it's just like, she's watching the movie the one awareness is watching the movie of her and watching the movie of Susan and watching the movie of Amita, watching the movie of Karen. And then sometimes you're in the movie as you, other times you're in this one awareness, almost the light that animates all our movies. And people like David or maybe Byron Katie, I think too, or some of the great teachers, they're just the light of the movie. Occasionally they might step into their persona, but they're abiding what's behind here. And David often will tell me, he's like, look back there. We're so busy looking out at our movie. And Ajashanti will say sometimes, get in the back seat of the car. <laughs> Look back where the projector's coming from. Go to the source. The source of what's animating you is just this awakeness looking or painting. And, you know, we're whittling away the illusion. So, you know, some people get these spontaneous things. 
Well, we get to take the slow bus all the way across the country and it stops in every small town. And look, there's benefits to that. You know, one of my friends said he, you know, he likes teachers like Ajashanti. He, he, he didn't have a sudden awakening. He took a bus across the country. And there's a benefit. He's so clear. He, he, there's a lot of clarity with people that have had to go through every small town and can tell you, yeah, this is what it's like in Ohio. This was like in Kansas, you know. So there's a benefit to that. You're learning about the wearing away of the illusion of me. Retiring from me. Maybe we retire from me gradually. Sometimes people retire gradually. There's many tools to widen the space. As you're saying, you named a couple of them. You can open the space from you being the center out outwards, make your heart space bigger within the problem. You can do the outer edges like we talked about or above. You can remind yourself of what's the most important thing, what's really true. You can breathe. And one, you know, we didn't talk about this here because it's more from the Christian tradition, but, you know, prayer. <laughs> prayer opens up space. You know, um, one of my Native American teachers used to say, prayer is 911 to God. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, oh my God, I'm so stuck. What do I do? Just pick up the phone, 911 to God. Could you help? That opens up space. Prayer opens up space. That's why it's some um, part of so many traditions. Be five years from now. You know, it's things get so important in the moment, right? And how are you going to be feeling about the pandemic and 20 years from now? And just try that on. And that often brings in space. Oh, well, it'll be, there might still be some feelings about it, but it won't be like, oh, right? The clench. So whatever helps you unclench. You know, you could, I'd love to see you compile a list of all your, tools to open up space that could be really fun to can work on it together yeah yeah and that those 10 primal regulation tools I, that you'll get in a handout um you know the first seven are somatic ways of opening up space and the last three are um cognitive ways to open up space so it's all right there on that sheet you'll get not blending with your persona, your character, look back and see the movie projector. <laughs> that opens up space. You know, better yet, you know, sometimes they see those, they have outdoor theaters. I know in Kentucky, sometimes they have that, but go around to the mm -hmm. other side of the theater, like, you know, those drive-ins, go around yeah. to the other side of the screen and look at all the people looking at the screen, yourself included. Wow, we're all watching a pandemic movie. <laughs> humor somebody mentioned humor like iris mentioned humor yeah humor that always opens up space 
we could go on and on. <laughs> And action is a beautiful thing. Um, when you really get that broad view, the wide view of the heart, you'll see everything. And just like the Buddha did, you'll know like uh, right action is really a confluence of everything at once. Almost like Neo, you'll be able to see so many factors rather than, well, I think it should be this way. You'll be able to see a million different factors. And then the you that takes right action will be different than the character. Because you'll be like, oh, wow, there's this happening there. And then, and then you'll know. So it'll coalesce in the moment. And that, that's what the Buddha did every time he taught. It was just this, he would give the different teaching to somebody an hour later. Because the wind in the trees was different. Mm. So it's that, there's that much complexity and synchronicity. So get curious about that, how right action is really um, a felt sense of how everything is coming together. And then how the awakeness wants to move in that and use you. The awakeness is using your character within itself. The wakeness is using your character within itself and get curious. <laughs> it doesn't leave much of you. <laughs> so play with that idea and have fun and write me, let me know how it goes. And when I was 18, I read the book Siddhartha and he wrote in there, you know, Herman Hess wrote about the Buddha's life and it said, there's a way out of suffering. And I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> like I couldn't believe that there was a way out of suffering. And I thought, well, I'm going to try that. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. Cause it just seemed like endless. What's the, you probably know, like you have that. Well, like, what's the point of all this? You get some good feelings, then the bad come and you get good and bad. Like, what is this? revolving door of suffering so that was I just was like boom you know the minute I read that book and then there was meditation and then groups and then <laughs> and here I am <laughs> so it was an understanding of suffering yeah and a wanting out desperately but the the tricky thing is the wanting out became its own trap it's funny how what is really a great tool in the beginning of your path can later become an impediment and all things have to burn up. So my intense spiritual seeker created its own persona that um, I attach to. I'm going to find my way out of suffering enlightenment or bust <laughs> and Oh, that became a lot. That was a lot of suffering. Oh, my gosh. So even though it's a good thing, all things get to burn up in the fire. And I'll leave you with this. There was a really nice analogy of like you're tending a fire. 
and you're putting everything in, you're putting your suffering and your thoughts and your beliefs and you're putting them in, in the fire and you've got that poker stick, right? Okay, we're burning up this. And that was practice, right? For 20 years for me. And then there's a place where you realize, oh, the poker stick has to go in the fire too. And it, it's tricky because you can't really do that. It just gets taken. The you that was putting everything in the fire then has to get pulled from your hand and consumed by the oneness as well. So there you have it. So um, I really enjoyed hearing people's deathbed goals. It's, um, it's quite amazing. And uh, I got a couple pictures. So the first picture is, um, go ahead and share the pig one. This is someone's deathbed goal. <laughs> it's just great, isn't it? When pigs fly, huh? <laughs> uh, so may we all have that kind of, um, <laughs> whatever that is, joyful freedom. <laughs> yeah. And then this other picture is really different. This is Zen, the Zen circle, just, you know, eventually going back to the elements. Water, element, air, earth. So thank you, Susan. There were more pictures. I, I didn't I didn't post them all, but and I want to address one person. Several people really said that freedom from fear. And a couple more people talked about safety being their deathbed goal. And one person in particular um, has never felt safe their whole life because they experienced very severe trauma at a very young age, very violent trauma. And um, so I just want to take a moment to send metta to this person because um, to not feel safe your whole life is a big deal and that's their only goal on at death is to feel a moment of safety. So I really want to give that to them now. And I want to point out this is a man with trauma. And we, you know, it's often with men, it's not talked about this level of unsafety. So just that sense of extending your heart to this being, and whether it's man or woman that any each of us deserves to have safety when we die. And why not wait? Just have it now and 
I don't know if they're on the call or not, but this recording, they can feel that the safety is being extended to them right now. They're being held in the Buddha as the Sangha, the community. And each one of us see if we can drop into that moment of safety right now. We don't have to wait till we die. But it's just one moment. Just feeling that safety together. And then extending that safety out to all the many beings who don't feel safe, and it might be this person as well, and offering your safety to them. May all beings be free. May all beings be safe from danger. And even though our human character can feel very unsafe this lifetime, just extending to this person that your true nature is always safe. My teacher says that we're always safe in the bed of the absolute dreaming the human dream, we're like the absolute is in safe in bed dreaming, dreaming your life. And he says, you never left the bed of the absolute. So if we can feel a little bit of this safety, our true nature is always safe. And that can be felt in the here and now. True nature can never be destroyed or harmed. And wishing all beings to be safe and know safety. even when circumstances make it hard. The Buddha said, visible in the here and now. So my wish to this person and to each one of us, may you feel safe before you die and when you die and after you die. <laughs>
That brings me to one of the first questions that somebody asked, what is a spiritual bypass? And um, <laughs> different traditions can do different versions of it. In the Vipassana, the Vipassana tradition that we're in, that Dharma Zephyr is part of, um, originally the spiritual bypass was, um, and they did this a lot in the 80s, just note it. Just note it. So people would come in like with horrific trauma images or horrible feelings and the teacher would say, oh, just note it. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, <laughs> it's uh, that's a that's trauma stuff. We, you know, sometimes you need other tools and just note it's a great tool, but not all of the time. You know, you don't want to use a hammer um, when you're um in the shower <laughs> it's not always the perfect tool for every situation so it took years in the vipassana community at insight meditation society to realize some people that were experiencing strong emotions need to go work in the garden they needed to talk to another human about what they were experiencing they needed to move out of silence so we started to realize that expanding the toolbox, that just noting it wasn't the only solution to difficult or strong emotions. In the Advaita or the non-dual scene, the kind of spiritual bypass version is, um, oh, it's all just awakeness anyway. It's all empty. <laughs> and again, it's any way that you discount the fullness so we're really here to experience and explore the fullness. That's what mindfulness is, exploring the fullness, not indulging in it, but also not going, oh, no, no, that's not really spiritual. We, we need to go to the awakeness. And only you can know when that balances and where in your practice and how. That's why in the talk, I really emphasize when it's the right time you go to emptiness. After you can name emotions and trauma, you can go to the empty, unconditioned nature. But when it's done prematurely, it can feel like violence. And, you know, we've all had people that said, well, don't cry, or you don't need to feel bad, or what's your problem? There's nothing really wrong. So it's that sense of connection and inclusion that we want to bring. And that's true dharma. It doesn't leave things out. It's fearlessly willing to connect with everything. Not discounting. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.